Hey guys, Alex here with the AJ Nashville Podcast. Hey, I just want to take a moment and thank our sponsors. House on the Rock Home Inspection with Dave Ganatra. You can feel free to reach his team at 615-717-7900. Let me tell you, when it comes to protecting your greatest asset that you ever purchase, Dave's got you covered. Builders fear this man. Feel free to reach out to his team. Once again, 615-717-7900. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with Mr. Jeff Perry. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Oh my God. We get one good episode where Jeff says it the way he should say it, and then we go, we revert back to things. So anyways, I hope everyone's had a great, great Thanksgiving. I hope you have had time to spend with your families, friends, whoever it is that's close to you, whoever it is that that is meaningful to you. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. And that's that's the big thing I want to focus on on today's podcast. You know, we look at our situation and in some cases we think, oh man, I, I don't have anything to be thankful for. Times are tough. Money's tight. You know, my girlfriend hates me. My car barely runs. You know, there's, there's a million things that... Those are pretty bad. Those are pretty bad, but they could be worse. What if you didn't have any money, didn't have a girlfriend, no car, and you lived on the street? Who's thankful now? True. Exactly. And that's that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about that mindset of, you know, hey, I don't have everything I want to have, and so I'm not very grateful for the things that I do have. It's funny because I watched a video the other day, and the video showed a guy who he woke up and supposedly it was like Christmas or something in the video, and he was wrapped up in in paper. Hmm. And he's breaking out the paper. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, you know, um, honey and his wife's next to him. And his kids are wrapped up in paper and everything. And he goes in the bathroom. He flips on the light switch and the lights go on and, and there's wrapping paper on that. And then he goes to turn the water on and there's there's a little bow that sits on top of that. And he's like, oh, my God, I bet I know what this is. And it's the shower curtain. And he opens it up. He's like, I know how to use this. And he turns it on and the shower turns on. Then he goes outside or before he goes outside, his kids give him breakfast, and it's in a box, and his food's there, and then his briefcase is wrapped, and then he goes out, and he's like, oh, my God, a car. I got a car, and it's wrapped. And the funny thing is, is at the end, it says, you know, we have to look at the things that we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And those are the little things that we never consider, you know, like the fact that, hey, we, we're using electricity right now to make this podcast work in order for us to put it together and record it and do everything that we're doing now we're sitting in a room that has lights you know and somewhere probably right here in the the city of spring hill there is a person that may not have lights Mm -hmm. you know and so the struggle today is how am i going to keep my home warm because we do not have electricity because job is business is slow or i just got laid off or i'm ill or something like that so when we talk about thankful things you know today is black friday Mm -hmm. there's a ton of people out there shopping there's a lot of crazy. Why aren't you out there shopping, by the way? I didn't get the day off. Because oh, your boss is an asshole. <laughs> no, I mean, if you if you really, really wanted to, I would give your skirt back and let you go shopping all day if that's what you wanted Thank to do. Thank you. But, you know, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people out there shopping and they're going out there for deals and stuff. And, and this time of year, I think, is a time of year where people kind of forget where they came from. You know, you have people... You see it every year. Some big fight breaks out at Walmart or something like that. Or, it's dangerous. It does get dangerous. Even in Tennessee, where like 98% of the people that are walking around are strapped, and the only 2% that aren't are kids. Kind of like when we had to go buy your baby Tundra. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My baby Tundra was awesome. Well, that was, yeah, 
anyways, <laughs> we won't go down that story, but um, that was a, a different scenario. But like I said, you know, a lot of people, there's just things that you could be thankful for and that you should be thankful for your health. You know, there's, there's people that today, that's the number one, that is the number one thing because without your health, you have nothing, nothing. Look at some of the richest people in the world that have passed because money doesn't buy health. You know, you can't, it, it does to some degree. You look at like Magic Johnson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can comfort yourself, but health is a big deal. And, it is. You know, it's, it, you can't, you can't buy it. Well, look at Magic Johnson though. So somebody would, I know somebody's going to be like, well, Magic Johnson's lived with AIDS for the past 40 years, you know? Yeah. And, and that's true in that case. And I don't think there should be a situation where you have to bankrupt yourself, not in Magic Johnson's case, but in, in a lot of these people's cases, you know, they're spending thousands of dollars on medication to survive on a month to month basis. And they don't make thousands of yeah. dollars, you know? So when we talk about things that we're grateful for, the fact that you can get up in the morning and go to bed at night without having to put a prescription drug in your body in order to live. That is something to be thankful for. Very. You know, the fact that you don't have to tote around an oxygen machine to breathe, that is something to be thankful for. Like my grandma right now, that's, mm-hmm. she has to do that. She's got a little oxygen thing, and without it, she can't go anywhere. Right. You know, and if she gets in the car and she has to head somewhere, she's got to have the machine with her to breathe. If yeah. not, she can't breathe. You know, so we're fortunate that we wake up with that. And, you know, in your case, you have nobody left family-wise. Nope. And a lot of people would look at that and say, well, what do I have to be thankful for? You have to be thankful for the fact that you had a great upbringing from the family you. that you do. That's so, so true. You do have <laughs> me. You, you definitely have me. But you have to be thankful for the upbringing to be where you are in life today. You know, the time you did get to spend with your family. And it is, it's sad that they're not here to spend that time with nah, you. But, but you, you know people... what? The, the way I look at it is I'm grateful that I had such wonderful yeah. family when I did because some people don't have that their entire life. And even if their family's alive, they don't have that. Yeah. There's lots of people where even though their family is present mm-hmm. in the physical sense, they're not present in the emotional sense. No, nah, I'm very grateful. Exactly. And I know you are. And I, that's something that the listeners, I want them to be aware, you know, that you're grateful is uh, with that as well. So I want to talk about, I have a good friend of mine, and this is a person I've known for quite a while a person I would consider a true friend. And this goes into being thankful for things. And I'm just going to read something that he sent to me. And here's the thing. This is why I do this. Just to be clear, the reason why I do podcasts, the reason why I do Facebook videos, the reason why I do all those little different pieces is because people look at that and they pull something from it. And that means a lot to me. And that's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for that I've lived through the experience of the things I've had and that I've been that I've had the strength to make it through it. You know, that's the biggest thing. Like living through things is one thing. Being okay, and I don't say great, fine, you know, whatever. Being okay, that's what it boils down to because there's things that have impacted me mentally and everything else. I'm not 100% perfect. And I think that Facebook gives that that impression that everything's great because people only have to share with you the things they want to share with you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I don't go through my own demons and everything else as well, because I do, because I'm human, just like everybody else. You know, I'm not damn Brazilian rich. You know, I don't have bajillion of dollars sitting in a bank account or anything like that. So I have struggles too, but most of all, you know, I'm human. And so the things that impact me on a day-to-day basis may be the same things that impact you. But when I got this message from a friend of mine, it's something that really hit me. And I looked around and I said, you know what? He's got a great point. And I'm going to read you this message without saying his name or anything like that. But I'm going to read you this message because it's impactful. It says, where do I start? 
from the past to now or from now to the past. Let's go mix it all up. At this point in my life, I feel like I've lost the race with life outside my three boys. I have absolutely nothing. For the past five months, I've been fighting this demon, and you're smart enough to know which one. I've tried a few times, and all it's done is make me feel more indestructible than I already did. Joking. And I'm still here. Why? I have no clue other than to suffer. I feel so trapped and trapped and stuck in my situation. I really see no way out, and I have no family here, no friends. The BM, which is baby's mama, ran everyone that I did talk to away, and if I try to go hang out with anyone, she gets in their inbox and says if they come over, she'll call the cops. While I'm getting ready, she'll hurry up and leave. If she's already out, she'll take forever to the point it's not worth doing anything anymore. If I do man up and leave, she'll throw my clothes outside and message whoever I'm with, a bunch of BS, and then I don't have a place to stay. Everybody says, why don't you just leave? Well, because every job I've had or have attempted, she screws up by calling and telling them I'm a felon, which I'm not. She'll say I have a domestic, which I don't. Uh, I haven't had any money in two years. It's sad. And then I turn around and tear my knee up to the point where I'm basically one-legged, like I buckle carrying my two-year-old and seven-year-old nine out of ten times. I have a small room in the house where I sit games and have what's left of my belongings. Last week, I went to clean my aunt's house for some cash, and someone said they saw me at the gas station, which I was. I was. What does she do? She gets mad and burn all my good clothes and shoes. I literally have one pair of worn down jeans and some like workout attire that's left in some really dirty socks. I do right by everyone, even though I can't stand her. If she asked me to do something, I'd do it just because I'm that type of person. I sit back and look at, he says, you and, and some other people that we were friends with. Um, and I, let's see, I see all, see all of you guys and you've made it through the hard with hard work and dedication. I just think, why not me? What did I do so wrong as kids? We were inseparable and your mom and I, your mom was my mom and I've never had a friendship like that since. And sorry, it's a long paragraph and I'm trying to track here since in the, let's see the night you were here and we met up, I actually felt like I lost my own. He's talking about when, showed up when my mom passed away, he showed up for the funeral, which, you know, it'd been years since I had seen him, but we always had some sort of connection. He said, um, felt like I lost my own. I had to be strong for you. I cried when I got home and I looked back at my life and that's when it hit me. My life sucks. But when I make a move, it gets screwed. I want to leave so bad, but I love my boys to no end. And when I'm not there, they're trapped in a room with a safety gate. When I knock, she lets them out like they've been playing the whole time. Not to mention, I don't know if you remember, okay, this section we need to keep out of there because it's it, it would be too identifying for people. Um, let's see. I don't know what to do. I feel like a mouse in a snake's cage and everyone is watching me to see when I'll finally get eaten. I don't know. I have so much more to say, but I think that's enough for now, bro. Thanks for giving me some time and letting me get that stuff off my chest. So basically what I'm looking at here is, is this person, you know, they're, they're trapped in a situation and it's hard to be in a situation where you have to 
make a decision between your happiness and your kids. And that's something that, you know, from the outside looking in, you can look and say, well, why don't you just leave? You know, and that's not necessarily that easy. It's not an easy thing to just up and pack up and go. Because when your heart is saying, these are my children, these are my, you know, they're, they're my flesh and blood, there's nothing harder to do than to separate yourself from that and put yourself in a position where you you could potentially lose that. I don't know what their situation is. And, and it sounds to me like his financial situation isn't the best of them. And I know this person and I know this person works their ass off. And, and the thing is, is, you know, it's it's a test is what I really feel like. It's a test for him to see how well he's able to do. You know, I know his mom, his mom's very religious. She she believes in God, and I know she's probably praying for him on a regular basis. You know, but at some point in time, we have to make a decision on what it is we want. And that decision doesn't come easy. And so in his position, you know, I'm thankful for all the things that I have. I'm thankful for the fact that I don't have to go through this. But on the flip side, I'm thankful to have a friend that can confide in me that I'm not opening up my Facebook and seeing that this person has passed away and it's self-inflicted. I'm I'm opening up my Facebook and having a person that I've been friends with for a very long time reach out to me and say, hey, man, I need some help. Mm -hmm. And he's not saying, hey, dude, I need to borrow 20 bucks. He's saying, hey, man, I just need a shoulder to fucking lean on for a Mm -hmm. little bit. And that's all it was. You know, it wasn't like he reached out to me and then at the end of the conversation, he's like, by the way, do you have some money I can borrow to make my life a little bit better? Like in his situation, he has reached out and just said, man, I just need a vent. I need to get my shit out of my system and I need somebody to listen because he probably feels like he's trapped. Mm -hmm. You know, he said it. He said he feels like a a mouse in a snake's cage, you know, that people are just watching him and, and they're waiting for him to get eaten. And that's a very lonely feeling. Now, I would assume, and this is just surface, you know, me looking in, that the one thing that keeps him pushing every day is his children. Absolutely. And that's what I looked at. And I told him, I said, you know what? I said, you got to be there for those boys. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing is making sure you're there because those three boys need you more than anything. And even though things may get hard, suicide is not the answer. No, and I've talked to a lot of people. I don't have kids, obviously, and everybody knows this, but... Talked to a lot of people that have said without their kids, they don't know where they'd be and that it, their kids basically kept them going through, yeah. through some really tough times. Well, and that's what usually does is, you know, your kids will keep you going. My kids motivated me to be better, you know, because before Rowan was uh, conceived, mm-hmm. I, I was a great loan officer. I just wasn't consistent because I didn't have to be because I had no... I had no drive to be. I'm like, all I need is this, and I can make it happen. And if I need it next month, I can make it happen again. But that's all I need. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the push to get more. And then Rowan was conceived, and it's like, holy shit! Now I've got to, I've got to take care of this whole other person. And so now I got to do better. And that's where the the grindstone, you know, that's where the metal hit the grindstone. It was time to actually start doing what I had to do on a regular basis. Because the fact of the matter is, is I couldn't put myself in a position where I had to say no. Like nothing's worse than looking at your kids. And my kids are spoiled. Let's <laughs> let's not get that fucked up at all. My kids are spoiled. But there's nothing worse than looking at your kids and telling them no, not because they don't deserve it or maybe they haven't earned it, but because you can't provide it. You know, and, and growing up, that's something I experienced where where my mom, you know, looking back, she sacrificed so much so I could have the little things I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't realize when I was a kid that when I wanted that pack of army men, 
you know, for two ninety nine at the grocery store. That meant mom didn't have lunch. Exactly. I, I've been in the same position myself, so I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember this one clearly. There was this little toy Fisher-Price ambulance truck thing that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom uh, got that thing for me, but I know she didn't eat dinner for a couple of nights. Right. And that's the thing that we don't look at from our end. And so being thankful, you know, I'm not thankful just for the simple things that I have in life and the monetary things. I'm thankful because I'm in a situation from a mental standpoint where I can live day to day without having the, the demon, so to speak, chase me down and, and, you know, absolutely disrupt my life. And that's something that not everyone can live like that, No, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's very sad. And I don't take pity on this person at all. Because I know this person is a strong-willed person, and I know this person will make it through, and they will find a way. And I know that one day things will be okay for them. What I do take is I take it very seriously. This is a person that I need to stick close to, and this is a person that I need to help through these hard times. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough for this person to reach out to me, which I'm sure this person probably felt like a burden when they did so. But that's where we as human beings and we as people, we need to take that role seriously. We need to not say, okay, I hope you're doing better, and then walk away and go back to our selfish lives. We need to monitor and make sure that person truly is okay and do what we can to help them out. That doesn't mean give them money and say, here, man, here, I'm going to give you this. Come come live with me or anything like that. That means the emotional support that they need and being there for them and their well-being. You know, we see this a lot with veterans and the suicide rate. I mean, more veterans have been lost due to suicide than they have in the war itself. And a lot of that is our human responsibility that we need to be aware of the people that are around us to make sure that they're okay, Mm -hmm. you know, and to check them and check the temperature and make sure that they're doing fine. You know, so today, for example, instead of people going out worrying about fucking saving $100 on the TV, why don't you go spend a little bit of time with the people that matter most to you? Mm-hmm. You know, your mom, your dad, your kids, your sisters, your brothers, and make sure they're okay. Because it's easy, I'm sure, for this person too, it's probably easy for them to sit down and sit across from somebody that they don't want to let know that they're hurting. Mm-hmm. It's probably easy for them to do. It may not be easy. Let me take that back. It may be something they've already prepared themselves to do. So they know Thanksgiving's going to come and everything's got to seem, you know, peachy keen and they're just sitting across from them and everything's great. But you really have to take the responsibility and digging down deep and saying, hey, man, how are things really going? You know, you don't have to be intrusive, but just say, hey, Jeff, you know, you doing all right? I know it's a, a rough time of year for you because, you know, you, you don't have family here, but is there anything I can do for you? And that's just simply checking on our fellow person, you know, and I'm not, I, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I really feel like people, they forget about the importance of that. Everybody gets caught up in what's going on in their life. So you go to the Thanksgiving table and everyone's talking about their successes for the year. You need to pay attention to the person that's not talking about their successes mm-hmm. or the person that's talking about their successes too much. Because what is it that they could be covering up? Yep. You know, it's very easy to look past that. It's very easy to boast and brag about things and then figure out that they're not going that great. There was a movie I was watching uh, I think it was Grown Up, so don't quote me because I'm not 100% sure. Have you ever seen that movie? That's the one with uh, Will Ferrell, right? Um, maybe it wasn't Grown Ups then. Or or Adam Sandler? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, is yeah. that Grown Ups? Yeah, I can't I, remember. I, yeah. But, you know, with this one guy, the, with this one character, everything's going great for him. And you, you look at him on the surface, and you're like, man, this dude's kicking ass. He's doing awesome. And then as the movie progresses, you find out he's getting ready to lose 
most of the things yeah, he Yeah, like has. the Griswolds. The, remember that one yeah. the, where the, the a rich uncle guy, the, yep. ta- he, he, he was really not doing good, but he was acting like everything was awesome? Yeah, exactly. And it's human nature not to let other people know that we're suffering. And so it also needs to be human nature to get out there and to make sure that people are okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest thing is with this friend, we were really, really tight. We were really, really close. And it's 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 a awakening to look and say, you know, it's been a year or two since I've talked to this guy. Mm-hmm. I have failed my responsibility as a friend by doing that. Because friends shouldn't change because the climates and the temperatures change and everything else. Friends shouldn't change because you move across the, the United States from them, you know. You still remain a a figure in that person's life. Like I got a buddy of mine that lives in San Antonio, Texas. I talk to him on a regular basis. Him and I are still friends. You know, I'm one of the the people that he still talks to from back here. But all I'm saying is today, be thankful that you're not in the same position that this person's in. Be thankful that if you are, that you have somebody that you can reach out to and that you do have the things around you to be grateful for. Because the fact of the matter is physical things don't matter. This person told me in a different message that we exchanged. He's like, I'd rather be homeless sleeping in the cold than being where I am, but only if I knew my boys were safe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's willing to give up any monetary things that he has as long as he knows his boys are okay. And just to be clear, there's not a threat to the health or the, you know, the, the boys themselves are fine from this conversation. There's no threat to their safety or health or anything like that. He's just in a a situation that many of us have been in before, just a toxic relationship that there's no immediate way out. And all of us have been there to some degree where we know it's time to go. We just don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and then when we finally do, we look back and we say, shit, why were we there so long? So anyways, once again, I hope everybody has had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you are having an awesome Black Friday. You're mm-hmm. finding good deals, whatever it is you like to do. More importantly, make sure you spend that extra time with your family. Make sure the people around you that are okay. Jeff, any closing words? No. Love on your family. Enjoy them. And uh, have a great weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for tuning in. We will talk to you Monday.